Hank Canners. I am from Cambridge, Ontario, Canada. I've been in the ministry for 35 years, pastoring, doing missions work, apostolic work overseas. And uh, I'm excited to be sharing with you because God is doing such wonderful things in these days. My call has always been to prepare God's people for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit is saying in these days is that he wants unity in the body of Christ. He wants kingdom thinking. He wants to build his church. Jesus is building his church. I know he's building your church and my church, but he's building his church where we come together and work together. And God has been talking to the hearts of his people. I know in our region, Waterloo region, uh, I've been heading up regional kingdom networking where all those that are uh, open to what are hearing what the Spirit of God is saying through the prophets. They are coming together. We're working together. We're, we're going to build up a, a organization, a wineskin to facilitate what God wants to do in these days. But the main part of it will be teaching, teaching people how to minister, teaching people how to live in Christ, teaching people how to purify their hearts. Uh, the Bible is very clear that wickedness is going to increase in the last days. But also God is going to pour out his spirit. In Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 and 2 says that darkness covers the land and gross darkness to people. But arise shine for the glory of the Lord rises upon you. So we're going to have gross darkness on the people. What is going to, and, and at the same time God's glory being released. So what's going to happen is that there's two spiritual kingdoms. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And both kingdoms are going to be released on this earth at the same time. Those whose hearts are hard will be deceived by the kingdom of darkness. Those who have a close relationship with Jesus or don't know Jesus will come to know Jesus. The darkness, the wickedness will bring people to the end of themselves. Where they have to decide, are they going to live for Jesus? And uh, the warnings in the Bible are all to the Christians, to the church. And Jesus said the love of many will grow cold. And so the, the, he said, I wish you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. So God has given me some teaching on the spiritual heart of man. Because the only safe place in the last days is to be close to Jesus and have a purified heart. Jesus said one time, here comes the devil and he has nothing in me. There was nothing in Jesus' heart that the devil could work with, that the devil could tempt him with. We're not in that condition. We all have things in our past, things in our life, things in our heart, developed bad habits, bad ways of reacting to situations and circumstances. And so we have to change all of that. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. That's the, the heavens and the earth, but also everything in our heart that is not of the kingdom. So what we do is teach kingdom teaching. Uh, we're not um, belong to any denomination, belong to an independent group of churches, and we're free to follow what the Holy Spirit is showing us. 
And so God is raising up an army in these last days to bring in that final harvest. And it's so important that our hearts are pure for two reasons. First, that we are not overcome by the darkness and deceived. When the apostles were talking to Jesus about the end times, the first thing Jesus said, watch that you are not deceived. So deception is the devil's greatest tool. Half-truths, religious thinking, traditions of men, make the word of God of non-effect. All of these things are what the devil uses to get us away from living in the kingdom. We must get back to living in the kingdom. We have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the sun. And we must learn to live in that kingdom if we're going to be successful and if we're going to be blessed. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his right way of living. Then all these other things will be added unto us. Many people are trying to use their faith to get things from God, but the main purpose of our faith is to become like Jesus. We'll show you that from the scriptures. But the key to all of this, of purifying our heart, is first of all, understanding our heart. And um, when the wickedness comes, we won't be overtaken because we've purified our heart. The devil has nothing to work with. Plus, also, God can use us with his power, and our emotions of pride and self-worth will not get out of whack with what we should be because the power of God will be so powerful, greater than it was in the book of Acts, and we won't be able to handle it if our hearts are not pure before God. So all these things are very, very important. It is crucial in these days. So this teaching will change your life. We are going to teach about the heart. We're going to teach about how God has created this. Spirit, soul, and body is a three-part being. We're going to talk about our heart. We're going to talk about our conscience. We're going to talk about the flesh. We're going to show you on diagrams how all of this interacts and how it works in our heart. And we're going to teach about your heart, what's in your heart. This is wisdom that God has given me over the years, over 35 years of teaching this subject. And it's always been part of my call to warn God's people what is coming and to get them ready. So it's very crucial that we understand the heart. We have uh, many Christians today, I believe, that are going around the mountain in the wilderness and never seeing the promised land, never getting into the promised land, never partaking of all that Jesus has given us in his death and resurrection from the cross. And so we want to, and what is stopping it is what's in our hearts. In the parable of the sower, Jesus talked about the kingdom is like this. A man goes out to sow seeds. The seed was the word of God, and the soil that was sown into was our hearts. And then he talked about the different kind of hearts conditions and why the kingdom could not be released. So what we want to do is open up your heart, show you what's there. God will do that and show you what's in the way of stopping the kingdom from being released within you. Psalm 119 verse 32 says, I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. We will find that every problem we have, every problem in the church, every problem in the world is a heart problem in one form or another. The heart is so important to understand because it keeps us going in circles and we can't see the kingdom clarity because of everything that's in our heart. So the main purpose of the seminar that we're going to do, uh, and it's important that you follow all the different teachings in this seminar because we're going to take you through everything. We'll even get into inner healing, deliverance. We teach everything that is needed for you to deal with your heart and get help to deal with your heart and become an overcomer in Christ Jesus. 
So everything is there for us. Everything has already been given to us. It's just that we have to work it out, but we have to understand how our hearts work so that we can cooperate with the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in our heart. He's here to sanctify us, and he, that's to make us holy, and we're going to teach all about that also. But the main purpose of this seminar is to help the Christians understand how God has made us in the realm of the Spirit. It's important to understand the workings of the inner man and how they relate to our salvation and our spiritual growth. We're going to understand salvation as a three-part process, take you through all those steps and why it's important. I know in my early Christian life, uh, my background is I was farming. Um, I grew up in a Catholic church. I quit going to church when I was a teenager in my rebellious years, and I never read a word of the Bible in my life till I was 33. My wife had attended an Anglican church, and she thought I should get saved, and she started praying for me, but the more she prayed, the worse I got, the more I drank. I was an alcoholic, not a fall-down alcoholic. I could drink all night and work all day. I had phenomenal stamina. I could keep my mind alert, even though I was drunk. And so I had a lot of self-control. I had a lot of energy and stamina. And so there was many days I would drink all night and go home, have breakfast, and go to work all day and work it off. And um, when my wife was praying for me, the Lord told her she was going to be married to a minister. And the first thing she said was, oh, no, Lord. When Hank dies, I'm not getting married again. She could not comprehend that God could make a minister out of me. I couldn't either, but he called me, so I went. And uh, he's made a lot of changes. But I understand the process of coming from complete darkness into light. Um, I hung around in bar rooms and, and sometimes got into some bar room brawls sticking up for my friends, but I was a happy drunk. I was party drunk, a party animal. I never went out to cause trouble. I had a good heart in that sense. But sometimes I had to stick up for my friends. And um, so coming from that to being a pastor was only like about three years. I had one year of Bible school just to learn the basics of the Bible, and the rest the Holy Spirit has taught me. And uh, I'll, I'll share more about my testimony as uh, I'm teaching on this because I'm going to use myself as an example, my own heart experiences and what happened and how I was and what I had to do to change and the process of change and everything was a process. And uh, I'm hoping through that you will see your own heart and be greatly encouraged that this can be done. It is a sure foundation that we are built on, the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in my early Christian life, I struggled hard with making the new creation a reality in my life. A lot of people are not even taught what, what they, who they are as a new creation or their identity in Christ. A lot of these things are very foundational things that we must not just understand with our head, but have a revelation in our heart. Because faith is of the heart, and we live out of our heart. Our heart has to be changed. We cannot do this with our head. We must do it with our heart in the sense that we meditate on the Word, and the Word becomes alive in us because we're hungry for God then it, it, it works in our lives and gives us a desire to fulfill that word by his grace. There's nothing legalistic about this. It's all done by the power of God in us as he works through us. And so God has taken me out of complete darkness and worked in my life and, and brought it through in, in the ministry that he's given me. We've taught this heart seminar all over the world. Pastors have changed. Pastors have gotten a vision because now they understand how to help people. 
a lot of times it's Bible teaching and good teaching, but it, it, it's not specific enough in how to change the issues in our heart, that deep rejection that we have or that pride we have or that rebellion we have. There isn't specific enough instructions on how to actually attack that problem spiritually and to change it by the power of God. So we're going to talk about all of those things. I struggled hard to make a new, a new creation a reality in my life, and in my studies I soon came to the conclusion that my problems were in my heart. In my heart. But that is changeable because of the new birth. However, I did not understand my own heart and how it functioned in relation to my spirit, soul, and my flesh. So that's what we're going to learn. Jeremiah said, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? That's Jeremiah 17 and verse 9. Heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. I cannot trust my own heart. It will deceive me. We're going to explain what's in the heart and how the heart functions, how it thinks, how it reacts, why it reacts that way, and all of those things. And it's very deceptive because the heart really does not want to change. It wants to be right. It wants to be the way it is because it's been if I can use the word programmed a certain way. And we'll, we'll talk about that as we go along, but it's very, very interesting. So the heart's deceitfully wicked and beyond cure. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Before I met Jesus, I tried to change and I couldn't. But once I met him, I got into his word. He started to change me from the inside out. Not without me, uh, not with me trying to follow a bunch of rules. See, the whole point of, of Christian teaching is that we learn to cooperate with the power of God that is in us and the Holy Spirit that is working in us and cooperate with him. And by his grace, and by his power, we can now change our lives. But without that, then we're under law and legalism and we're trying hard to be good so God will like us and we don't realize he already likes us. He's already accepted us. He's already died for us. Even if you've never, ever given your life to Jesus, never ever experienced him, you need to listen to this teaching because Jesus has got everything for you also. Everything's already done for you on the cross 2,000 years ago. All you need to do is ask him to come into your life. He needs permission because he's given us free will. He will not force himself on us. It says we submit humbly to him. God gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. So all of these principles are hard attitudes that stop us receiving the kingdom and being able to live in the kingdom and being able to experience God. And yet that's the most important thing in our lives is to experience God. So Jeremiah says, the heart's deceitful above all things beyond cure. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Out of it flow the issues of life. The NIV says, it is the wellspring of life. Your life, as you know and understand yourself, and what is happening in your life, cause and effect, all of that flows out of what is in your heart. And the heart's deceitfully wicked above all things. You see how important the heart becomes. Every problem, as I said, is a heart problem. All the wickedness, all the evil, everything that is not of God that you see in the world started in the heart of one individual who was the archangel Lucifer. And when he sinned against God, he corrupted his wisdom. He was created 
the sum of all wisdom. And when he turned against God, he corrupted his wisdom. And because God made him the sum of all wisdom, the most beautiful angel, then there is no redemption for him because the only thing that when God gave him the best position he could and he turned against God, then what could God do for him to keep him there? So then he would have to let him be God, which is never going to happen because we can see his pride caused him to think and corrupt his wisdom to think that he could overthrow his maker. And this is where sin had its origin in the very heart of Lucifer himself. And so over the generations, God, uh, after God created man, he put Adam in the garden. He gave him one commandment, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Only eat from the tree of life. But the devil came and tempted Eve. And Eve talked to, to Adam, and he didn't see uh, that the fruit had hurt Eve at all. But the Bible says that Eve was deceived, but Adam wasn't. Adam knew what God had said. Eve was confused. The devil confused her, deceived her. Then when Adam partook of it, then all of a sudden they both realized they had sinned. And they went to hide themselves, and they realized they were naked. See, that never bothered them before. But now they had shame because they had sinned. And that's how sin came into the world. But it started in the heart of Lucifer. And so then it spread throughout the world. And it's always about power and corruption and politics and, and all of these things. Um, the world is not perfect. No church is perfect because we don't have perfect people. But we have been predestined to be changed into the image of his son. So we're going to talk about those things and how that all works. But we have to think about ourselves. What kind of a world have we created around our own selves because of what's in our hearts? I realized that what was in my heart, guard your heart with all diligence out of it, flow the issues of life. What was in my heart was affecting my relationship with my wife, my children, but first of all with God. It was going to affect the blessings on my life, what God would do and what he wouldn't do in my life, depending on how I worked out my salvation, purified my heart. It was going to affect my eternal destiny. It was going to affect my prosperity. It was going to affect my business. See, everything that's in our heart has an effect of what we do and how we handle things because our life flows out of it. It's the wellspring of our life. As you know yourself, that is in your heart. We'll explain that as we go along. But this is why the heart is so, so important. And this is why many Christians are confused and they can't see the kingdom clearly because they're going around the mountain in that wilderness because of the confusion in their heart. So I realized my heart had to be changed. Uh, James said, wash your, uh, wash your hands and purify your heart, you double-minded. He said, with the same mouth, we praise God and we curse men. This ought not to be. And so we have to purify our hearts. It's the same as working out your salvation. It's the same as taking up your cross daily, dying to self and living for Christ. All of these principles are the same thing in uh, purifying our hearts. And our solical life, our mind, our will, and emotions flow out of our heart. So if we're purifying our heart, we're purifying our lives before God. Um, we can receive revelation knowledge from the Spirit of God because we are born again. 
but knowledge puffs up. I see uh, also this problem in the body of Christ. The more knowledge they get about God, they think they've arrived, but they haven't have yet lived in the kingdom to the point where they have changed and have the experience of that knowledge. And so knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Our love always has to be greater than our knowledge, or otherwise we're going backwards. And so it's important that we understand the key to this spiritual love, the sacrificial love for others is so important. We can all receive revelation knowledge from the Spirit of God because we're born again, but just knowledge puffs up and results in pride. And we get spiritual pride. Um, it is getting much better because God is working in the hearts of his people, but when I came into the ministry, I used to hang around in the bar rooms in our small town where we lived, and there was, uh, we, we would drink and party with bank robbers, rapists. We didn't do those things, but it was a small town, and anybody who drank ended up drinking with them, or that's the ones we ended up hanging around with because I didn't know God. And they were uh, all kinds of different troublemakers. There's even a murderer, uh, people that had been in jail, got killed in jail. But you know what? When I became a Christian, it seemed like the people I hung around in the bar rooms treated me better than the Christians did. And we'll explain that. Those are all issues of the heart. See, in the church, we, we gossip and we talk about other people or we look down on people or we set ourselves above them. See, that's all pride, religious pride, criticism. will teach you how pride works in your heart and, and how you perceive others because of that pride. And so um, then when I became a pastor, it got even worse. It was like I had a target on my back. Anything I said could and would be used against me. Everything would get twisted and perverted. It was just terrible because I was teaching truth and their hearts did not want to deal with truth. So the devil would twist and pervert everything I said in their hearts to get them to attack me because he's trying to destroy the truth. And it was very uh, interesting how everything worked. And I've learned a lot from it and I've grown a lot from it because I just forced myself to love people through those things. So love edifies or builds up. Much of Christianity today is a spiritual head trip resulting in pride, which causes division in the body of Christ. As we're working on Regional Kingdom Network, we're, we're working on unity, respecting and honor one another, working together for the greater good. It's not about me or somebody else's ministry or my ministry. It's about Jesus and his kingdom. That is of utmost importance in these days where we are in the timetable in the program of God. He is building his church. Jesus prayed that we would be one even as he and the Father are one. I believe that prayer is going to come to pass, but we have our part to play in that. Even if it's only a remnant, if we have a remnant in every area that God can really work through in a very powerful way, that's what he wants. So we want to raise up an army of people trained, in the spirit, in spiritual things, and in holiness to bring in that final harvest at the end of the age because it is going to be a wild time. A lot of responsibility, but God will see us through it. So we must get these glorious spiritual truths of the new creation from our heads into our hearts where they will become a reality in our lives as we continue to act on them through heart faith. 
All right, so we want to get this message from our head that we can understand with our head. And because we have knowledge, we think we're spiritual, but we got to get it into our heart. We're going to go through the scriptures that talk about those things. So concerning our own salvation, it is more important what God does in us rather than what God does through us. The key to life is purifying your heart because then the blessings of God come. He opens the door for you. The opportunities are there. Instead of you trying to make something happen or building your ministry, we have to learn to grow and to rest in the Lord, get to know him in all of his covenant names in a very personal way, get to know him as our provider where we can trust him completely. And, and we'll talk about how that has to happen, how that works. But everything is a process. It's not something you can do overnight because your heart is just set a certain way right now and it has to change. We all have to change. I have to keep changing. I've been teaching this for 35 years and I, I studied it for five years uh, just to get, and, and the Lord has kept teaching me more and more things about it as I've gone along. But it takes time to work this into our hearts. I know the last 35 years God has been preparing me for what I'm doing now in our region. And uh, he's done so many wonderful things overseas, but this hard teaching lives have literally changed overnight. If you will listen to this whole series, your life will change. If you're sensitive to God and want to change, it will change for the better. But if you hear the message and it convicts your heart and you don't do anything about it, you will change for the worse. See, once you hear truth, you are accountable for that truth. If you've heard the truth and haven't responded to it, then you go into farther darkness until you come to the end of yourself and you come back to God. Then he's always there for you yet so that you can turn around and get this straight. But meanwhile, you're going farther and farther into darkness and it's harder and harder to work the truth into your life because that darkness is even stronger. Those bad attitudes are even stronger. That, that anger is even stronger. All those things become stronger and it's harder to work through it. I had a lot of things in my life that I had to work my way through. And I did it all by faith, according to the principles that I'm going to be teaching you. So it's more important what God does in us rather than what God does through us. I ask that you would prayerfully consider and study this information in accordance with the scriptures. This teaching is the result of years of study on the meditation of the heart. Jeremiah asked, who can understand the heart? Only God fully understands the heart, each one of our hearts. But I want to share with you what I've learned and I'm just going to teach you, and the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you and your heart as I'm teaching. But you have to take, listen to the whole series. If you just take one part of it, then only one part of your thinking is straight. The rest is still all messed up. So it's important that we go through the whole thing. And as remember the parable of the sword, Jesus talked about the different kinds of heart condition. We'll, we'll read through that, but we're going to go deeper than the parable of the sword. Those are just... Uh, external things that we can look at, but we want to look at really what's in our hearts. Uh, we want to talk about inner healing, getting set free, the horrors that, that maybe you've been through, the traumatic experience that caused things to happen in your heart. We can deal with all of them. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, but we have to touch and teach in such a way to help facilitate what the Holy Spirit is doing in your heart. You have to be able to cooperate with him, and if you don't know what he's doing, then your heart will deceive you, and you'll keep going in circles. So we want to lay everything out in the open, very clear, so you can understand clearly exactly 
what is happening and what is doing, what the Holy Spirit is trying to do, and that way you can cooperate with him to work out your salvation. And it's exciting. It's not a burden. It's exciting because you get to know more of Jesus every day. You experience him more every day. You keep growing. It becomes more personal in your heart. But we have to take the process. So God will do his part. I have to do my part and teach. The Holy Spirit will do his part and reveal your heart. But you will have to do your part and make every effort to implement the things that we say to change your heart. I have lived this message, and it has drastically changed my life. So this is the first introduction. We're going to start on the series uh, in the next segment, and we're going to get right into the heart and start teaching about it and how it works and how God created us. So thank you for being with us today. Please come back and listen to the rest of the series. You will not regret it. Your life will be changed. Thank you. Turn my ear to your understanding. 